Day and welcome to the Pandemi Show. Stories of the Pandemi for people living in the Pandemi. No one is alone on the Pandemi Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Today, we're transcending time and space to Florida, United States. <laughs> Who are you? I am Meredith Moon. Meredith, thank you for joining us here today on the Pandemic Show as we work to unite humanity with stories of shared experience. We are recording this interview on the last day of February, February 28, 2023. And I want to just wish you a happy Black History Month. As a musician, especially someone who plays the banjo and is super talented and plays a lot of the old time songs and tells a lot of the old time stories, just wanted to share some Black history that... I learned about the Bohe brothers and I would like to thank the new Brunswick black history society for the information they provided online. And James Bohe was born in Indian town, New Brunswick, Canada. James was an Afro Canadian song and dance artist, composer, instrumentalist, and theatrical manager. Both James and his brother, George went to school in Canada, but later moved with their parents to America. He gained professional experience by playing his banjo in Boston beer halls in the late 1860s. And around 1876, along with his brother, George, he organized his own Bohem minstrels. And they joined a group of traveling minstrels and traveled around the United States and the United Kingdom. And I'm really excited to be talking about this history today on the Pandemic Show in honor of Black History Month with you, Meredith Moon. And Meredith... <laughs> I also want to tell you, I'm recording this interview in Southern Ontario on the Upper Canada Treaty Territory on the traditional home of the Haudenosaunee, Anishinaabe, and Chung Ungton people. Heck yeah. Okay. And you have a new album dropping at the end of March. I'm excited for your album release March 31st at the Rivoli in Toronto. I've already got my tickets. I'm so excited to hear your new album as well as your hit single, Constellations. Constellations we never knew in the darkness of North Ontario. I don't sing it as good as you do. comes alive in the night invasive memories like a blind and light the weighs heavy on my heart stitched up wounds ripped apart winter's here again Grown cold 
can't wait to hear that live March 31st at the Rivoli in Toronto at your album release party and your album. Thank you. It's just packed. I believe it's 12 tracks on it. Mostly original material. Some of the old songs like the soldier's joy. This was a project. I believe that you worked and you'd written before the pandemic and you're releasing it now here mid pandemic. It started recording before the pandemic. And then I was, going to release it in May 2020 and then the world shut down for a while two of the songs I wrote during the pandemic and the beginning of the pandemic and added them to the album later we've had now a year here in Canada without any lockdowns it's like the great reopening is happening I still feel like there's a low level societal depression 
and some post-traumatic stress from the isolation and, and the loneliness of the past couple of years, what's getting me through it, I think so many other people, is the work of artists and this amazing new album that we're here to talk about today. So thanks so much for brightening the mood of the pandemic with this album. Would you agree it deals a lot with matters of the heart? I I would have to agree with that. I would be biased to agree with that, yes. <laughs> Question one with Meredith Moon. Did the constellations look or seem different during the pandemic? Well, I had a lot more time personally to uh, look at them. I didn't do anything else. So, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I would I would agree that the skies were a little bit clearer because less less planes and less people traveling and going out and doing things. But I didn't I didn't necessarily notice a difference myself. But I do know that I personally learned uh, a lot more about the constellations and the stars. So much has happened in outer space since 2020. We've got more action on Mars. We just had the Artemis takeoff. We've got more mineral mineral extraction missions to asteroids. NASA's busy. China's busy. Now there's international conflict. And who knows what's going to happen with the International Space Station. Starlink, the internet in the country started over the pandemic. Now people can see the trail of satellites as they go through space. One more human-made thing that's now in outer space for us to look at. What are the constellations that you like to look at? When when I when I first listen to your song, I always think of the Big Dipper because that's the easiest one for me to find. Yeah, nice. I I like the Big Dipper. I like the Little Dipper too. I I really like to find uh, Sirius in the in the sky every night when it's a clear night and I'm somewhere that I can see it. <laughs> but Sirius is a star, so yeah, I believe it's the brightest star in our galaxy. Oh, wow. Have you seen any of the new images coming from these NASA telescopes, the Hubble telescope and the other one that they launched into space? Yeah. Did those images inspire you in your writing or in your life? I think everything that I've seen has somehow inspired me, obviously, in some way. But I think that the constellations, at least the song, was written about the stars of Northern Ontario. And then it seemed right to call the album that because I feel like the songs are like like an album is a lot like a constellation so it's it kind of kind of goes in a in a in an order to create something was the pandemic like a slow moving train based on your song slow moving train <laughs> yeah yeah so, sort of I suppose I think it was pretty fast moving I think that people were slow moving to act on being a little less selfish but uh <laughs> the germs were fast moving the people were slow to act the song slow moving train was written about just being really isolated and and sad during the pandemic so yeah that's definitely a pandemic song for me that's my that's probably my pandemic song yeah <laughs> it's that's the I, one I, song i wrote during the pandemic so it's yeah i, I really like how you describe that that the virus moved fast but how we responded to it and dealing with the uncertainty we kind of moved slow as we kind of figured out how to deal with things i know at the beginning you thought are we going to get something by just touching something yeah there's just so much uncertainty and like it's just so weird being six feet away from people and staying in your house it was it was science fiction it 
it, it was like science fiction. It was unbelievable. And, and now that we're mid-pandemic and we're going through the great reopening, everybody's having to re-enter into society and community at their own speed. Just like it took a long time to kind of figure it out at the beginning, it might take a long time for some people to feel comfortable going inside with lots of people or taking off their masks, all those things. How do you think the mass reintegration of the great reopening is going? I don't know. I couldn't say. I'm just happy to be able to play shows again. <laughs> because you're a heavy tourer. Before the pandemic, you were touring across North America. You've been to Europe. You really did live a life on the road. Yeah. Well, I, I've been doing that again, luckily. So, yeah, so that it was weird to not not be doing that for so long. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty bad at staying in one place. During the pandemic, I went out to BC for seven months and thought that that would help, but it didn't. And, <laughs> yeah, but but a, a couple, yeah, a song, a song and a half came out of it. So that's okay. Because other than that, I wasn't writing at all during the pandemic. I think I picked up my banjo probably, not including the couple live streams that I did. I probably picked it up three times. And my guitar, like, I just... I wasn't playing music. There was nothing to write about. There was nothing to play about, you know? So it was, yeah. So I'm just, I'm glad that there are experiences to be had to inspire music now again. So when we need it the most. Yeah. Yeah. Question number three with Meredith Moon song title in the form of a pandemic question inspired by Nardwar, the human serviette. People got caught in different places when the pandemic erupted around the world. Do you think there are more people saying, I love that town or get me out of here about the places they were stuck based on your track? I love that town. I think that depends on the level of privilege that people have. But yeah, I think that uh, there were probably people who like had everything that they needed, but they just felt trapped as well. I think that there's people also, regardless of a pandemic or not, that are like, get me out of this town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of people came to appreciate what they had a lot more, but a lot of people just like hated everything after the pandemic. So, yeah. It's interesting you mentioned privilege because low-income people, people of color seem to be disproportionately disadvantaged during the pandemic in terms of vaccine yeah. equity, yeah. in terms of having to shoulder the burden of being the frontline workers, the essential workers in low-paying jobs that initially got some of them, like grocery store workers, got a bit of a bump in pay for having to go out and do the frontline, the, the crucial work. But then after a couple of months, that dried up. I heard on the Money Minute from CKWR 98.5, Canada's oldest community radio station, that in the first year of the pandemic, there was 500 more billionaires created, while at the same time, 800 million to a billion people fell below the poverty line. When I think about the, the rise in homeless encampments and the rise in people that are one paycheck from being out on the streets and the rise of inflation, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. The it was the same pandemic for everyone, but the amount of privilege really did determine whether or not you survived it comfortably or if you had more anxiety and more trouble as a result. I'm hoping now that we're gathering, we're listening to music, we're dancing, we're celebrating, we're eating together again, that people are going to start talking and we're going to get on top of some of these problems because Kitchener-Waterloo, the community I grew up in, homeless in Camas, Cambridge, homeless in Camas. Things that you yeah. normally just saw in Toronto have now spread across the province. 
And it's almost like we're looking more and more like the United States. Yeah. Our next question. All right. There's one more thing I want to say about I love that town. I did hear people say like Melissa Allen, who was on our show, she was stranded in Morocco. They were told they had wow. to leave, but the local people in Morocco were so good to them. Like, it seems like at the neighborhood level or the community level, people were looking out for each other. And I'm wondering if some of that community mobilization is going to kind of go up to the provincial level or the federal level. The decisions are made. Moving right along with Meredith Moon on The Pandemic Show. Plain song title in the form of a pandemic question. Question number four. The pandemic has twisted and turned. It pushed people to the edge and some over it. At some point, it called us all to lay your cards down and face our inner selves. Was the pandemic positive in the sense of the time it created for self-reflection? Or was it more of a challenge? Now, you, a minstrel, an amazing guitarist, an amazing banjo player, you've just told us that you didn't play much during the pandemic. So how was that time for you when you laid down your cards and had to figure out how to pass the time? Yeah, it was uh, It was a very treacherous time for me, although I, I, I had the privilege to have food to eat and a place to stay. And I was able to isolate myself. I had the privilege to be able to isolate myself, which a lot of people didn't. So a lot of people, again, like going back to what I said before is like a, a people moved like slow moving trains. I think that a lot of people who did want to be able to isolate and not catch COVID and not spread COVID, uh, a lot of them were not, did not have the ability to do so in their economic condition or, or, yeah. um, but anyway, I, I had the privilege to do that, but it was, it was still, yeah, really difficult. And I felt, I felt like I didn't have, my songs come from traveling. They come from falling in love and falling out of love and all the stuff that includes being around people and moving around and and doing things so I didn't have any of those things to do so I didn't feel inspired to play music I even learning new songs I was I I had this this thought like I'll, I'll never I don't know if I'll play them at a show ever again who knows you know so like why would I you know at that point I didn't even really play for myself which was really interesting because, um, I mean, that's usually what musicians do. It's like music is like their emotional regulation to a certain degree. I don't know really how I kept myself busy. I got really into cooking. And I learned a lot more about that. So that was good. That was one good thing that came out of it for me. And also just more of an appreciation for what I always had in my life. I think that it it's a very, it's it's very much like, based individually I think that a lot of people just kind of got really kind of bitter and upset and sad and a lot of them didn't come back from it but I think a lot of people kind of gained a new appreciation for what they have so yeah that's that's how I feel about that moving right along with Meredith Moon on on the pandemic show here today question five I felt like I was living near Lighthouse County where the light was left on. People weren't left in the dark. What do you think? Was the light left on? Is it still left on? I think probably because people seem to be most, for the most part, returning back to what they were doing. The federal government in Canada was able to pull off the CERB, which was a monthly payment to people who lost their jobs. And it reminds me a lot of the universal basic income concept, 
where if you structure your economy differently, where everyone has enough to meet their basic needs, everybody can then re reach their true potential and really impact society more of a positive way. I feel like the CERB was a taste of that on a really large scale. And I, I don't think it's a lack of money. I think it's just that too few people have all of the money. Do you think that the lighthouse could be shining universal basic income in the future? Or do you hope it will, but maybe it won't? I think it could be, and I think it should be, but I uh, have my doubts that it will. I love Lighthouse songs. Thank you so much for having a Lighthouse <laughs> song on your album. <laughs> Thank you. And we are talking to Meredith Moon, who's now in Florida. And that is, I believe, the stomping ground of the great American philosopher, Mark Twain. And you have a song, Mark <laughs> Twain. What do you think Mark Twain would think of our pandemic? I think he would have something very fruitful to say, but I can't say that might be. He really did give a lot of social commentary on his time way back when. And I think he about the, the one quote of his that I remember is that a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still tying its shoes. Yeah, Mark Twain, what inspired you to, what inspired that song? I just really liked the story about how he was, his his goal in life was to be a riverboat pilot. And then once he became a riverboat pilot he thought well okay I guess I'll go be a writer now because uh. <laughs> he was I think 18 or 19 when he became a riverboat pilot in the Mississippi um on the Mississippi and I just really liked that that he lived out his life dream by the time he was so young so he said well what am I going to do now so he started writing, I believe, or he may have had one more job a lot of people during the pandemic might have had their Mark Twain moment where they thought, am I happy? Now, Meredith Moon, we are February 28th. February 2nd was Groundhog Day. Starting out in the Maritimes, Lucy the Lobster, the weather-predicting lobster in Nova Scotia, she predicted a late winter. Moving <laughs> west, the other groundhog out there said late winter. But then when we get to Ontario, Wyerton Willie, the new Wyerton Willie was unveiled this year. The previous Wyerton Willie died during the pandemic, sadly. Rest in peace, Wyerton Willie number nine. Through NAFTA 2.0, we were lucky enough to get an American albino groundhog. Meredith Moon, I think there's one thing you know about groundhogs, and that is Old Groundhog, the song. Can you tell I us do. if you're... I am. And can you just tell us a little... That's my favorite, one of my favorite songs. Can you tell us how you came across that old-time folk song, <laughs> an early settler song about hunting groundhogs? Yeah, I think uh, that was uh, in the one of the Doc Watson dives I did when I was 16 or so. I think that was one of the songs that got me into, was my introduction, rather, to, to old-time music. It was Groundhog. Yeah, a great tune. Yeah. Thanks, Meredith Moon. And Meredith Moon, what do you <laughs> hope the world's like in after times? If we're ever looking at this pandemic in the rearview mirror. I just uh, want to see people love themselves and treat each other with respect. That's my my general answer to that. <laughs> and I think your album, Constellation, is going to help. It's going to get Thank people you. moving and grooving. Thank you very much. Doing a ring, ding-a-ding, -ding, having a good time, get people stomping their feet, moving their bodies. And I, I, cannot, so. I cannot thank you for getting back out on the road and continuing to be a traveling minstrel for the people <laughs> of the pandemic. <laughs> thank you very much, Dave. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Pandemic Show. 
We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at Pandemishow.com. Pandemishow is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.